Dan, how are you, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Thanks for coming. No problem. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Daniel Ormston in the building. One of our top customers, mate. Thank you very much for support over the last year and a half. Easy. Or two Easy. years. Or whatever it's been. A while, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. You and your family are vegans? Most of them, yeah. Uh, me and my sister definitely are. And then we're... Uh, Leeching onto the rest of them, but we'll get there. Yeah, man. That's they, been in a few times. Your dad's uh, on the verge, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he just needs to push. Just needs to push, but we'll get there. Class. Yeah, man. You've all been in and uh, supported the last um, the last year and a half. It's been much appreciated. Thank you. No, no, pleasure. Um, you're fully vegan. I am. Yeah. You're not a part-time flexitarian. No, no. I'm as as vegan as you can probably get. Quality. Mm. Dan, why are you <laughs> vegan? Where did it start? Um. I mean, it's a good job we've got, got some time to speak, I suppose, because it's, it's <laughs> a bit of a story. Like, um, It started probably when I was really quite young. It, growing up around animals, that's always been, that's always been the case. Um, pets around the house, but then a, a lot of the time, when we were really little, my dad would take me and my sister out. We used to call it like adventuring out. You'd go to like little farms and, and you know little zoos that are closer to home, things like this. Um, so constantly around animals, always taught to sort of respect them and love them, but sort of as I grew older... That never changed, kept going through all these places, kept loving them, but didn't think about what I was eating. Never changed particularly. And then my sister went vegetarian from about, she was about 13. Um, and uh, she she was veggie for a good long while after that. And then I was kind of interested in why she'd done that. And I'd ask her sometimes, but nothing too in-depth because I was still pretty young. Um, and then after a couple of years of her doing that, I went pescatarian for about a week. Uh, and then I thought, you know, I'm, I'm not that interested, so I might as well just go vegetarian. Did that, and then I was vegetarian for another sort of six years, I think it was. Um, from then, uh, and then come the end of that sort of six years, I was starting to struggle with the, the concept of, you know, dairy and, and, and eggs and things. Because when you dig a bit deeper, it's it's all the same. It's all the same consequence. So I had to knock that on the head as well. And I thought it'd be really difficult, but it wasn't. I felt great after a couple of couple of weeks afterwards so then it kind of spiralled and then it bled out into the rest of my life and everything I do is sort of based around it now pretty much so mm. it, it was really good at home to be fair my <clears throat> my family while I was still at home were really supportive they didn't mind they just sort of went with it no drama which I know a lot of people don't get so uh, it's mad you have to say they were fine with it yeah 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 it's mad isn't it, I, it it's, in this day and age it's mad especially because like a lot of people you talk to they say the big problem is oh yeah but when other people cook for me and it's like yeah but if they were cooking dog, you wouldn't eat that, would you? So it's, right. you have to think of it in the same way, but people don't, so... And if, so, if someone has a vodka and Coke and offers me one, I'd just say no. No, yeah, yeah, you don't have to be like, oh, actually, no, I'm, I'm really sorry, that's not me and everyone makes fun, dear, but it, yeah. it's getting better, though. It's getting better, but... Yeah, how many years has it been, man, for you? Uh, we're probably pushing four and a half, five now. It's, yeah, it's yeah. been a while now, yeah. It's, Class, I can't remember. Before that, how many years? I was veggie for about six, and then I've been vegan for about four or five, so I'm probably pushing ten years all in all for meat, at least. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's been good. Can't Class. imagine ever going back. Nah, nah, nah. Well, you're looking well, man. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're obviously not problematic with it. No, 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 no. Nah, it's all good. How it's, do you feel? It's, I've never had an issue because a lot of people, oh, you must have supplements and you've got to have all these extra things to make sure it, it works. No, I probably should because it's probably good for you anyway. But I've, I've never had any, and I've never had a problem. Ten years, no B12 supplements, no D3, no nothing. No, no, nothing. I've mm. never had to have any of them. As long as you eat a decent diet and you still stick to your veggies and everything, I've never had an issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know some people might do, but mm. they're probably not eating the right stuff, but I've never had to, no. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose but, everyone acts differently with it, don't they? Because mm. some people might get really affected and naturally have lower levels, but either I'm lucky or I'm accidentally got a <laughs> really well-balanced diet. Yeah, 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 So it's probably a bit of the both, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, well blood tests, don't know anything like that or had any health checkups. I've, again, probably should have, but I've never, I've never had anything. Yeah. So I'm one of these ones where, again, it's probably not great. I'm not even sure what my blood type is. So that's positive because it means I've never had to find out, but equally there might come a time when I have to. But no, I've, I've always been pretty good. I've, I don't get ill very often. I'd love to put it down to the vegan thing, but mm. who knows, but... No, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sturdy. Well, the supplement industry is worth billions, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. most people eat meat, so that just speaks for itself, doesn't it? Um, again, he's come up with illness. I haven't been ill other than COVID mm -hmm. in the last five years. Yeah, everyone says it, man. Do you do you think there's a link? Do you think there's, how often are you will? There's so. got to be. I mean, 
like a sort of run of the mill colds probably one every couple of months maybe and I'm a bit sniffly for a few days and it goes uh, I know COVID hit everyone kind of differently but when I got COVID I've only had it the once as far as I'm aware <coughs> and when I had it it was mm. cold you know mm. I felt a little bit iffy for a few days and that was that was it and same yeah. for my, my wife who's also vegan she had it and she was a little bit rough for a day or so and then she was fine again mm. same with my sister so th- there's got to be it can't be a coincidence surely but mm. smart well, people than me will know that before COVID come out, was it 2019 or 2020? Uh, might have been the tail end of 19, wasn't it? Because we got so, one yeah. last Christmas first. That was it. So the very start of 2020 was in the Jan. I think it came out in the February, March. And yeah. I was mega ill on that, in that Jan. Mm. Like the worst I've ever been. Uh, yeah. it, COVID wasn't out then apparently or it wasn't a thing. Or it probably was or yeah, we just didn't, didn't get diagnosed it, yeah. with it or whatever. But um, I've never been sitting in all my life on that, in the Jan. I was coughing that much. I was coughing up blood. But other yeah. than... Other than that, before that, 2018, nothing before that mm-hmm. when I switched. And obviously, bef- since then, um, three years, not, I haven't been ill once. So, yeah, um, it, it, there's got to be, be lucky. Who knows? I could, yeah, could be lucky. Could just be coincidence. I don't know. Can it be luck when it's that many people, though? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's a difficulty because even when you do get ill, it never seems to be quite as heavy and it doesn't last as long. Um, One thing I do know, though, is hangovers are terrible, man. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah, or is that just getting yeah, yeah. is that just getting old in general? Both, I think. But no, <laughs> that that is a that is a thing, but um I suppose there's worse things, isn't there? It just puts you off drinking quite as much, which can't hurt you, so Yeah, I need a, that. It's uh yeah, they they've got a bit worse, but then it just I don't know, it it's a difficult one because it makes you do more of things you wouldn't have originally thought and less of things that you used to do maybe. But I I, I can't see for me at least personally, I haven't had a health drawback at all the only drawback I've ever had is it's a bit awkward to eat out sometimes that's the best I've got yeah, you yeah, know yeah. other than that I've, I haven't got an issue favourite place to eat out here obviously <laughs> oh shit I'll put, you on, I'll put you on the spot then I didn't, nah, I didn't nah, nah. think it's, it's, a diff- <laughs> it's, it's, it's an odd one because I think a lot of places that you can eat out at I'll have a few options that are good but yeah. it does hit different when you can go somewhere and you pick anything mm. and there's a few little local places and there's a few places in, in Birmingham but uh We've got friends who live in Nottingham who are, are pretty passionate vegans as well, and they're so lucky you can just throw a dart at the map, and there's probably a class. Really? Like yeah, over, over that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nottingham's mm. full of, of of good vegan stuff. Um, but I'm a bit of a fiend for for dirty food, to be honest. Yeah, but yeah, I think everyone's got that 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 inside map there. But I'm pretty open. I'm I'm pretty uh, as long mm. as it's vegan, I'm easy. I'll eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the. Um, I, I should really stop asking people that question really no 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 it's easy I've just realised how awkward it is for someone to say oh I like that place down the road or whatever no um, there's all places because you'd be the same but it, equally this, yeah, it's not a lie you've had your fair few I was going to so. say I'm not doing it a courtesy am I what I should say, what I should have said was other than here yeah where's yeah, the yeah. Place? Um, yeah mate so you worked in zoos and that didn't you I did yeah, do yeah, you yeah. Think, do you think that had a big part to play in your decision or did it just it, concrete it or it it, it did a bit of both because I've worked in and around animals pretty much all of my, all of my work in life. Um, so I did lots of volunteering um, when I was a bit younger and, and sort of wasn't working in, in animal um, collections and things. Um, and then I've studied uh, animal-related qualifications and stuff going through. So sort of everything I've got is based around working with animals, which uh, can make it difficult when you're vegan. It doesn't make it impossible, but it can make it difficult. Um, so yeah, when I was younger, I'd always wanted to be in zoos and working with, with sort of exotic animals. Um, and I've been lucky enough to have done that. You know, I've done it for quite a few years. Um, but yeah, it does make it difficult when you've got a different sort of moral skill set to what's always needed. Um, and it's like having your two sort of, you've got your passion and then your, your morals sort of clash a bit and it, it can make it difficult, but it it definitely pushed me towards it because I, I I became vegan while I was still at a zoo, um, and for a good while it didn't it didn't affect me. But then I kind of the deeper I got and the more committed I was, I struggled more with it. So it it, it was a hard a hard choice, but it's not one I regret, you know, because some things are more important than than what you want, as we know. So the the choice to sort of leave that industry behind was it was a heavy one, but it was it was the correct one, you know. It's yeah yeah so. It, it was a, it was it was a hard one, but it's one where you you have to weigh up and make sure you're doing 
what's right for you as well as what fits your morals. And obviously the morals at the time is the animals needed to be treated with mm. um, in accordance to, to sort of vegan values. And some of them are absolutely needed because certain species and, and, and things like this, they wouldn't be here now without zoos. Um, they would be extinct because there are certain breeding programs and, and um, protection links with charities that, that are really beneficial. But then a lot of zoos don't always have those links and it's, it's more centred around uh, entertainment and, and things like this for families, which, you know, for a lot of people is harmless, but when you're the animal, it's slightly diff- more difficult. So I suppose I just started to see more of that than the other in it. And it, it, it just made it really difficult to keep doing what I was doing and, and trying to fight the good fight for, you know, uh, conservation and, and, and charity work and things like this when that's not always the main focus. That's not the same for every collection. There are some that's different, but... Um, when you say collection, do you mean... As in, like, a zoo. So within yeah. the certain collections um, are much more based around profit and a lot more based around, sort of, you know, people interaction... Yeah. Whereas some are more based around conservation, but those ones aren't usually as public friendly hmm, because imagine, they're not yeah. there for the public, they're there for the animals. So that's why it's a difficult one because not all of them are, yeah. you know, because I think a lot of the vegan industry does big zoos up to be this big, scary machine that tortures animals and that's not the case. Yeah. But I do absolutely see yeah. the flaws. So it, it is a difficult one, which is what made the decision yeah. so difficult to leave. But I, I, I couldn't... I couldn't stick with it and be happy, if that makes sense. So zoos that were built on entertainment mm-hmm. and they're made just for profits and, you know, people come yeah. in, you know, look at the monkey and look yeah, at the, yeah, yeah. The, the, how do you do in a cage and whatever. Um, would you say you're dead against that? Yeah, absolutely. You, if, you, you would wipe that out if you could? Yeah, yeah. So if, if a place is, is purely there for entertainment and not for the animals and education and... Uh, sort of the protection of it then yeah I don't think they really hold a place um, you know like a lot of people even people that aren't vegan have problems with places like SeaWorld and things in America because that's all entertainment mm. over here they're just more discreet you know because um, a lot of people assume that oh, they're probably con- conserving these behind the scenes but that's not always the case not everywhere but um, yeah if, if a place is purely there for entertainment and the animals aren't at the forefront with their welfare, then I don't, I don't see what place they hold. Mm. Um, but, you know, like I say, those are the ones that are really public friendly. The ones that are based around the animal's best intentions and, and uh, education. They're not usually the ones that you take little kids to because mm. the kids just want to go and see the monkeys and go and see the lions. They don't necessarily care about the animal themselves. Yeah. And that's not always the zoo's problem. They have to cater to what people want. But for me, I just couldn't, go along with it any, anymore mm. you know I'm sure if I was maybe 40% 30% less committed to to veganism than I am maybe mm. I'd still be in the industry but I, mm. I couldn't I couldn't carry on and, and be happy with it yeah what would you say the worst thing was about it um you see it's, it's a difficult one again because there's it's not like when the the gates close and the public go out the keepers are all horrible to animals that's not the case the keepers absolutely love and, and breathe for these animals. I can imagine, yeah, yeah. You know, mm. their, their, their entire life is mm. is the zoo, um, which it has to be. It's not something. You, it's not a nine to five job. Some days you're there forever. Some days you, you're there shorter. Mm. I think the hardest part probably is when you're trying to explain to people. Let's say you've got something that's critically endangered. You're trying to explain to people where they're from. You know what their habitat is, what their threats are, and why they're so sort of wicked, and the people just don't. They don't care. They want a photo of the animal and then they carry on. And it's like, but there's like 1,500 of these left in the world. And they're like, yeah, it's fine, photo, off you go. And it's just a bit crushing because you know this animal and you're working so hard to try and help them. And a lot of the time the public aren't as interested. Mm-hmm. So I'd argue that the public are as much of an issue in the industry than the actual industry itself. People, mm-hmm. people don't care they just want to see food and it's only there because of the demand of course it is yeah if no one paid to see it then they wouldn't exist well this is the thing but then you have to try and hit the sweet spot where if people don't pay to come and see it you don't have the money to try and help the animals yeah you know so they're they're like advocates in the sense that without the ones in the zoo so like if a toddler can't go and see a lion are they going to care about lions in the wild probably not whereas Mm. if they can see a lion they might you know try and do that because equally 
you know, that was me when I was younger, and now I've grown up to want to help animals as much as I possibly can. Yeah. It just wasn't in the way I thought. So it, it, it's, a, it's a really difficult one. Is it almost like they sacrifice, sacrifice one animal to kind of get the money to, to put it towards a charity to yeah, save sp- the rest kind of thing? I suppose in a sense you, you could think of it in that sense that these ones are the ones that are going to have to be, uh, like I say, ambassadors. These have to be the, the ones that are going to be in captivity to try and promote um, external sort of help for them. Mm. But a lot of the problem is it can go one or two ways because some people will see these in a zoo and think, brilliant, look how cool they are, don't, don't we love them? And other people think, they're great, I could shoot one of them. You know, and then they, they think of the trophies of it. And I think there's a very narrow slot of where you need to pitch zoos to people. Because um, like with sanctuaries, there are a lot of places that you could class it as a zoo, I suppose, but a sanctuary is where X uh, film animals and X sort of um, like circus animals, things like these, they just go and literally retire and just get looked after and public can see them put money towards it. But that's... It's a, it's a catch-22, isn't it? Because they're coming to see animals that have given mm. their lives to, to, to be there. Um, and it, it doesn't always get marketed the right way. So it, it's a really difficult one. And, I mean, you can already see that with the amount of confliction I've got, I couldn't have stayed there, you know. Mm. Um, I'd, have, I'd have lost my mind. I'd have gone mental <laughs> with all this conflict going on. How long were you there? Um, in and around zoos, I've been probably probably seven or eight years mm. I've worked at different, different collections um, but probably seven or eight years I was in and around zoos um, from tiny little you know private collections to, to huge mega ones um, and there was the few themes through all of them though where like I say the keepers absolutely love the animals and are committed 100% the same as you'd love your dog at home mm. um, but the things that differ is the priorities at each place um, and I suppose if you can find one that fits you then that's your own sort of choices to make, but I'm not sure I'd be able to find one that would tick the boxes I need it ticking. So mm. um, I need to help them in in a different way. Was there any signs of like sadness, abandonment, uh, loneliness that kind of you saw on a on a weekly basis that just kind of you, you, put, you, you do, put you off it or yeah no you you do definitely have those aspects where you know. You can't always, you, well, you're not going to be able to provide the exact environment that they need, that they would have in the wild. That's never going to be the case. Um, and some animals just don't don't cope very well. Like you can see in a lot of places where like elephants that will travel hundreds of miles a day, they'll have an enclosure that might be a couple of miles, but, you know, a couple of miles is just a drop in the ocean, isn't it? So you do get some um, that that show stress, and you know there are things in place to try and combat that but equally the reason they've got that stress is because of where they are you know and you can do as much as you want and be as kind as you want but if they're not happy they're not happy you know Mm. it's the same as if you've got like your dog at home if there's something that's really making it unhappy you need to change it in a zoo you're somewhat more restricted because when it's not a you know 13 kilo dog and it's a three ton elephant it's a bit more (laughs) difficult to try and sort it so you, you do see things like that um and that's one of the things that you're either okay with or you're not. Um, and evidently, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't warrant that for, for what they got from it. Mm. Um, I couldn't do it, mate, yeah. I, I just can't. I can't see... I mean, I, I'm one of these people who can't sit in a, a house. Like, yep. I, I yep. used to... When I was at uni, I used to drive to uni just to use the computer, even though I could just work from home. I can't be in the same place. I can't be in one room. Um, yeah. That's probably why I'm always, always it, yeah. moving about around here because I can't. <laughs> I well, struggle, and I, I think freedom for me is, is mad. I mean, I've been locked in a cell for 14 hours. Yeah. When I was young and stupid, uh, and it, it's just for me, it's just the worst. I'd rather be dead than locked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd rather not exist. And like you see these like the seal I've sent her mm-hmm. and you've got these uh, big whales and they can't even turn around like in there and they're yeah. there for like 30 years or something well things like this there's a there's a thing going on at the minute actually you say thing with like that um, there's a place in America called Miami Sea Aquarium uh, and they've got the oldest living captive killer whale that's still there um, she's called Lolita and I believe she's in, her, she's in her 40s and she's been there most of her life 
um, and she's been by herself for most of her life there. And um, because of the, the requirements of, of the enclosures and things over there, because her tank is so old, it predates those, so they're allowed to keep her there, but she is longer than the tank is deep. So she can't dive and have all of her under the water, and that still passes regulations there. But they've just passed, uh, it was only recently, a couple of months ago, um, they're going to release her back to the wild. But it's going to be such a long process to try and get her to the point where she's going to be able to cope and sort of survive. Um, but they're going to do it, so it shows that the demand of people, and that's all been public-driven. Has it? Yeah, the public want her to be released. It's, it was the same of, uh, you know, the film Free Willy that was out mm-hmm. ages ago? Yeah, I, I remember. Yeah, I think, the yeah, whale yeah. from Free Willy, he got released yeah. uh, because of the public, because they all saw the film and how he, you know, gets back to the ocean and then they realise that that whale's still, yeah. still in a tank. There was yeah. a big push and he got released and I think he, he had like five or six years in the wild until he passed away and you know he's back in the, the, the world and they're doing that for Lolita now because she's the oldest yeah. captive one so it, it is a hard one because the size and the scale of things just can't be can't be reproduced you know you can mm. do your best don't get me wrong but you, you're never going to get it the same because you know that's where they're from that's where they naturally go and you, you can't bottle nature it doesn't work no yeah he's sad man it's sad, all just so people can sit there with a the popcorn or whatever they do and just look at it. I mean, does it even do tricks? Like, would it... Yeah, well, that's, that's uh, for, for a lot of the ones over there, at least. Like I said, I haven't worked over there with them, but um, I have did quite a lot of research on it while I was at college. Um, they do get them to do tricks. They do flips and jumps and, you know, the trainers will ride on them and things like this, which... You know, you don't see people doing that in the wild, do you? <laughs> you know, no. um, and they do it over here because that's probably the only stimulation they get. So they probably don't hate doing the shows because they're being interacted with. It's the same as training your dog or playing with your dog. You know, they're interested and they enjoy it. And then if you just left them, they're probably going to be worse off. But when you're in, you know, your entire life is um, in this sort of tank to then have an hour each day of, you know, interest, it probably doesn't quite cut it for them so mm. um, it is a hard one like I, said, I can't speak for having worked over there because I haven't but um, I think the public perception of places that have killer whales and things is definitely changing you know it's not going to be accepted anymore the same as gladiator fighting isn't accepted nowadays mm. the, the mind changes and modernises and you know I think I think their days probably are numbered um, for things with killer whales um, but we'll see do you do you see a, a change happening? Like, you know, you look at all... Well, you see what's happened with veganism in the last 10 years mm-hmm. and you look at what's going on with, um, you know, um, animal rising, um, st- trying to stop the, the racing yeah. and, you know, the, the, the Grand National and whatnot. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, like you said, these whales getting released back into the wild and whatever else. Do you, do you see Do you see more people waking up? Can you see a consistent kind of rising the change the last yeah. few years. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely there's definitely a change you can see. But I think the problem with it is I'm not sure it's happening fast enough. But also I think the change with like you say, like racing at the Grand National and and things like SeaWorld and purely entertainment based like Grey End racing, people definitely don't uh advocate that like they used to now. Mm. But I think that the speed that people are disagreeing with that is good. But I think it still pushes back the rate at which people think about what they eat. Because, mm. you know, people are like, the horse racing's terrible, we'll stop it. Yes, that's great. But then they're not going to think, also, should we stop, you know, the, the slaughter of billions of animals? Nah, that's okay. Mm. So it's good, but I think we need to try and um, put it into perspective. You know, you have to take your wins where you can because, you know, there's not, there's not a lot of them. <laughs> but... Uh, you have to try and keep everyone on on track because um, mm. you know the horse racing yes that's terrible but then I'm sure that the pigs that are being killed every day probably think that they're a bit worse off yeah so on, on a much much bigger scale well this off. is it yeah it's, you know it's <laughs> billions isn't it a, a year all for a burger or you know bacon that you don't need <laughs> it's mental it's absolutely mental it's like shooting yourself in the foot though isn't it because it's not just the animal welfare issues which you know, are horrendous. 
it's terrible for the environment, it's bad for your health, it's bad for the land, the nature, the wildlife, it's worse off in every way, but because we like bacon or sausages or, or burgers, whatever it is, we continue to do it. Like, you know, like last year we had 40 degrees in the UK in the summer, that's not normal. <laughs> and we're yeah. like, ah, it's fine. Sit there in the 40 degree heat eating your burgers that are causing it, it's mental. But putting out a fire with matches, it's just not gonna happen. <laughs> It's really strange. What would you say to someone who said climate change is a hoax? Tell me that in 10 years when everything's <laughs> singed. It, it's hard because... Mate, it's... Um, you know, the missus is from Russia. Yeah, She's yeah. saying it's like we left in Jan and mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to snow till April. Yeah. Well, I could be wrong. It could be, I don't know, around this time anyway. Mm-hmm, and it, mm-hmm. They said it's like 20 degrees, don't it? Jeez. 20 degrees it's supposed, See, to, so it's supposed to be the end of the snow season that's not normal um, if. well it's like even, even with the winter we've just had so in the summer we were having 40 degrees and then in the winter it dropped to like I think it was like minus 11 or 12 in certain areas that's mental like we're supposed to be quite a sort of mild climated area so imagine you know like France were having wildfires that were going on for, mm. for days and that's just destroyed. In France as well? Yeah, France. I, Obviously, I heard about the Australian one. Yeah, no, France were having them. When it, when it was the 40-degree weather, France, and I, th- I think there was other areas in Europe, there was like Spain, possibly. Um, but they were having like rampant wildfires that couldn't be put out. And like, once you do put it out, great, the fire stopped. But then all of that woodland and, and, and sort of grassland that was home to all manner of, you know, insects and, and, and plants and things, it's gone yeah. now. And that'll take ages to come back. Like Australia, um, isn't it? Yeah, and you just and, put um, the fire out, carry on, and it's like... you've got all the good Samaritans saving all the koala bears yeah. um, from the destruction that was caused from being cruel to animals in the first place. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Well, that's it. You know, you, <laughs> they don't realise that... I think people that aren't vegan, when you speak to them, think that we try and rope everything back to veganism, which in a sense we do because it's true. true. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like when people are like, oh, climate change, you're like, yep it's because you're eating animals they're like oh you, you always bring it back and stuff. it's because you're eating animals yeah. like we could drastically reduce the rate of it if you just stop eating animal products and um, you know they're like oh it's you know it wouldn't do it just me doing it wouldn't do it and I'm like yes but if it, everybody says that nobody does it if everybody yeah. went oh yeah well, I'll do it sorted no problem mm. you don't drop litter do you no no, no, one, drop, no one drop litters no yeah, drops litter oh can you see much litter about? No, that's because yeah. everyone doesn't drop litter. Everyone doesn't think about it, yeah. <laughs> it's, there's some things that's difficult that it's having to change because especially now the research is out there that, you know, you can be perfectly healthy on a vegan diet. You know, it's good for the environment. It's good for the animals. Then all the research is there and it's peer reviewed and it's independent. You can see it and there's footage of what happens, which should also, you know, link in. I don't see how people, not even just the justification for the cruelty side, why would you... Here's something that's really healthy for you and it's easy. Nah, no thanks. Look, why would you... You know, this is better for your heart. Oh, okay, I'll have that interesting tablet or the smoothie or whatever it is. How about having this plant burger instead of a, a beef one? No, 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 no. Yeah, because you're a greedy bastard, that's why. Yeah, it seems that way, doesn't it? Because it's, it's something so simple you can do that people refuse to believe, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, you wouldn't do it if someone else had gone, oh, look, you've, you've been stabbed there and you'd blah, I'll leave it in, it's fine. It's yeah. not there. And it's like, it is. Whereas it's, you know, this yeah. food is killing you. No, it's not. It's like, it, it is. <laughs> Just because you close your eyes, it doesn't mean it ain't true. It's willful ignorance, isn't it? You know, yeah. if, it's, if I don't see it, it's not happening. But at some point, you can't ignore it. And Absolutely we're getting close to it me. now, I think. It's balmy. And on one of our first podcasts with Cal, he was on about people will look at, look at it. You've just said, all you've got to do is make a slight change. So he yeah. said, like, obviously, all this, all this thought of going vegan they'll think fuck I'm going to live for the next 50 years yeah I can't but all you got to do is think of the day in it and you know if it's what two o'clock now yeah right my next two hours I'm just going to make a change done mm-hmm. eight o'clock tonight if I'm going to eat at seven eight o'clock make a change then wake up in the morning have a vegan protein shake instead of a protein yeah. shake and it's just like well, as, soon, as soon as you're in the as soon as you're in the group because a lot of people say like um, you know uh, but it must be really difficult having to check the back of everything every time and I'm like no because after about a month or so of doing it and you've checked it you know what you can eat and what you can't Yeah, I know that's got milk in it I know that's got egg in it I know this is vegan but it doesn't say you learn these things the same as if you have a nut allergy or a 
you know, dairy intolerance. You learn what you can and can't have, and then mm. it's easy. You just carry on. Um, but yeah, like you say, it's just it's the small changes that I don't know why people don't make them. You know, I know it's easy saying from our point of view, I suppose, but when it's something as little like you know that protein check that I've got here, why don't I just swap it for a plant-based one? That's easy. Oh look, I've got cow milk here. Just swap it for oat milk or soy milk or one of the other ninety million milks. Are oh, you got so many choices? And, you know, oh, it's more expensive. Mm, not everything is more expensive. You know, the cheapest things in a supermarket's like, what, tinned lentils, tinned veg. There you go, sorted. It's cheaper than a steak, isn't it? So yeah, that... it, it's, it's a, it's, people don't want to change what they already know, which yeah. I understand. You know, I understand that. I used to think being vegan was silly before I was. I think mm. everyone who's ever gone vegan said I could never go vegan until they are. And mm. then they swap around and they're now on, on the side of, of understanding it's yeah it's a difficult one isn't it at the very start i don't know about you but at the very start it's like ah oh, it's, it's 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 kind of different it's like oh, i've got to think more i've got to do this do that and then the more time goes on the more ridiculous it mm. seems to not be and it's just like well that, that's that's not a problem now like yeah. at the very start it was like okay i've got to think about this you do, do this buy this i have yeah. to oh my god i've got to i've got to shred this food instead of yeah, just yeah, yeah. whacking the cheek or whatever and but now you don't even think about it it's not no you don't not, I think it makes you it's like going to the gym isn't it? it's like say so if you yeah. start at the gym you need to learn how, learn, you learn you know, what how, you're how doing, to use the machines when you know you, know, you can always improve on things but yeah. I think f- for me at least because I was never a hugely sort of picky eater before when I used to eat meat and dairy as well um, but since going sort of vegan and plant based I'd argue I've probably got a wider um sort of palate than I did because a lot of foods I wouldn't have dreamt to try and when I was still eating meat mm. I eat and I love now you know a lot more fruit and veg that I'd never thought I'd eat I really like it now because you're forced to try it which makes you broaden your palate mm. and you know you don't or equally you can live off vegan nuggets and chips if you want as long as it's swap the chicken one for the vegan one dream carry on mm. you know it, it's these little things but I think you have to have the knowledge to know why you're doing it Mm. So I think a lot of people are like, why would I bother swapping if I already, I'm fine with what I'm eating? But you have to show them the reasons why they should swap. Like everyone knows the reasons why you shouldn't smoke and the reason why you shouldn't drink too much, the reasons why you shouldn't do drugs. The reasons to not eat animal products are there, but people don't get shown them because the companies don't want them to see it because then they lose money. So, you know, there was a new campaign out the other day, um, like a, a milk campaign, and they got a celebrity on it who was... She was like milking a tree, turning it into wood milk, taking oh, the Oh, that mic. idiot who got paid, yeah. Yeah, taking the mick out of like all these plant-based milks. And at the end, oh, it's not real milk. You know, get, get your cow milk. And it's like, all right, but either you're super concerned about plant milks because you're having to mock it, or equally, it's just really ill-informed and missed the mark. Because, you know, with the every pretty much everyone, you could go into any house... And they'll have some form of milk, whether it be cow or plant-based. They'll have a milk in there. So surely you don't need to market it if it's always been round. So they, they must be panicking a little bit. 100%. Um, and, you know, most people now, when they stop drinking dairy, realise that they're less bloated, they're less tired, you know, their skin's clearer. And they're like, oh, okay, I'll carry on. So even if they eat meat, they'll start using oat milk or soy milk or something. And um, I think the dairy company's panicking a bit, but... Oh, 100%. That's yeah. what we want. We've got a lot of fire under it's, them. It's at an all-time low, isn't it? At some point, they've got, to, they've got to give. Milk consumption is at an all-time low. Well, this um, is it. Yeah. And I saw a post in Jan where business was terrible in Jan and it was like plant-based milks of it. Um, it's, an, uh, you know, uh, the, the increase in demand has, mm-hmm. has dropped or something or these yeah, stats yeah, yeah. show this. Saw, and it's like, well, a lot, a lot of things drop. Do you know what I mean? Things go up and things go down. Exactly. Um, and a... it's, they wouldn't be talking about it. I mean, if something was so ridiculous and, so, and, and not a threat to you, yeah. you wouldn't even talk about it. You wouldn't even acknowledge it, would you? No, you know no, I mean? no, of course not. But this, this is the thing. They, they feel they need to throw stones at them. Whereas, you know, because you've got big companies that, that normally and historically have always been sort of, you know, dairy companies and things. Like Flora, I think they only have one type of butter now that actually has any dairy in it. All the really? rest of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So their their buttermilk one, or whatever it's called, yeah, that's got milk in it, like cow milk. All of their other ones are vegan. So their light one, their margarines, their all of the rest are vegan now. Mm. And they've started adverts where they mock it as well, and it's got like it's just like butter, but without the weird cow part. And I'm like, you still sell that though? And like, if even a company that's a big dairy company like Flora can yeah switch over, 
it can't, it can't be doing that well, can it? You know, that's good to hear, man. Yeah, that's that's good to hear because the the cast I just did with um with Ella, um, she was saying how you know like they'll do like a vegan option and they'll do a vegetarian option. Yeah. But what you're saying is basically is that one's not as good as that one. Yeah. So it's basically still. What's the point? You know, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. do a vegan one. Just and do again, a vegan one straight off. Yeah. It's about money, isn't it? They're thinking, yeah. right, if we can target the 10%, we're going to do it. But obviously now, um, with what Flora are doing, mm-hmm. they're probably oh, realising it's, it's going when, to... Yeah. When they can drop advertisements mocking their own products because they know that it's going to make this shoot up so much higher. Mm. You know, it, it, and it, is, it if, is booming. If one in 10 do have vegan butter and plant mm. milks, obviously they're thinking, right, we can target this 10%. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's probably better for them business-wise. Cause, uh, I don't know what the split is with the market share and that, but um, well, I think a lot of people, even even people that aren't vegan or necessarily buying vegan products, everyone's more um, environmentally conscious nowadays. I think, like with cars, um, they're all moving to electric, and you see more on the road. So, someone who's bought an electric car evidently cares about the environment to an extent because they've chose that instead of a, a petrol one or something. So they care, and then people now are trying to avoid palm oil great but they obviously care people will try and um recycle a lot like you know we have collections every week people will try and use um charity shops to get like vintage and old stuff and reuse and upcycle but they're still just not connecting to what their diet does so people want to to do it but they just need to be shown how and and why Mm. and it's difficult because if you show people slaughter's footage you're extreme but equally, if you just go up and ask them, have you got soy milk? They'll laugh at you and say, why don't you just have normal milk? It's a, re- it's a fine line to try and hit. Mm. Um, but I think as soon as you know, I think everyone has an epiphany moment where the second you switch over after a, a week or so, you're like, oh, ah, okay, I'll get it. You know? Yeah. So it's, it's difficult because until someone does that, your words don't always hold the weight you want them to. Mm. Um, Ego has a lot to play in it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, People's it does. People's ego, and it's like, you can't be right because I need to be right. Yeah, yeah. Because what I've, what I've always believed has got to be right, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's the problem, though, is people have always been told that that is right, you know. I, I, my mum my used to give me cow's milk when I was little. Yeah, because that was what was thought was good at the time. And, you know, oh, I was always given, um, you know, I was fed meat since I was little. Yes, because that was what we thought was right. But now we know that it's not. You stop, <laughs> you know. Fucking like, strange bunch of creatures. Yeah, isn't it? just because I was taught that when I was little. If I end up having a child, I'm not going to give it cow's milk because I know that that's it's not a cow. <laughs> Unless you have a cow. <laughs> you know, if I've got a cow, brilliant, it can have cow's milk, <laughs> no drama. But if it's a little human, it's going to have human or, or, or plant milk, you know. It is it is mental. You don't see chimps going around trying to milk cows, do you, to have milk? They don't, they're not fussed. They don't have any milk, yeah. you know, no problem. You think about it, we're, we're, we're the only species, aren't we, that have milk from a, another species on yeah. purpose. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, it's normal, sweet. Yeah. Even if it just came out normally, even if they just produce milk. Like yeah, just, yeah, just If there was just a cow in a field that just couldn't stop. Just poof, there's your milk. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Like it would still be fucked up. You still have to do the, the weirdest <laughs> thing to get this milk from. The first guy who got milk, I want to know what went through his head to be like, I'm going to pull that. I'm going to go and give that a tug until it comes out. he tugged it or sucked it? And he was like, oh, you know, it depends. He ain't going to tell anyone though, is he? No. Nah. <laughs> to be doing that and be and, like, there you go, happy days. And like, say if, say if you, you had kids um, and whatever and, you know, yeah. and they came back in the house and they was like, mum, dad, I've had to fist a cow in the ass. And you're like, why the hell have you done that? Mm. And they're like, oh, um, someone was trapped under a log and I had to fist the cow's ass to get it to move so that it, it could free the person or save the person and they're like oh yeah that's that's a good idea I like that yeah, fair enough yeah. um, or they go oh I've had to fist a cow what you've stuck you fist up a cow's mm-hmm. ass what you done that for oh just to impregnate it because I like the taste of this milk you're like well, why have you why have you done that like, well, that's quite sick like why why have you gone through that rigmarole of yeah. fisting a cow to get the milk when you could have just had a glass of water or a glass of coke or yeah, orange yeah, juice yeah. or um, and the f- to think that adults do this on a fucking mass scale. And get paid to do it. It's fucking sick, man. Well, it, it, it's it's one of it, it's all situational, though, isn't it? Because it gets back as well like, to the good old question of oh, but if you're on a desert island and there's you and a pig, and it's like yes, but as I'm sat here in the middle of a town, not on a desert island, I can pop to the shop next door and have whatever I want. You know, there's drinks, foods, you know, everything you need. 
if I was on a desert island and there was me and a pig and killing this pig would 100% mean I live, you don't have much of a choice. But as you're not, you know, there's a cow here, either I can go and fish it for milk or I can leave him alone. <laughs> both are, both are there's a There's an amazing thing called a pub you know, crawl. I don't know if you've heard of it, but why don't you try that instead? You can do that instead and, you know, this stuff doesn't kill you either unless, uh, you know, it changes like that. But with, with stuff... People are just strange that they look at an animal and think, yeah, yeah, sweet. Then if you went up and went, here's a glass of cat milk, you'd be like, right, lock him up. What a weirdo. Yeah. Ah, uh, sorry, it's a cow, not a cat. Oh, okay, sweet. Yeah, put it in my tea. It's like, <laughs> I don't understand. I'm trying to get farmers on, man. Like, and I've said this before, I wouldn't slight them because, you know, like a terrorist who grows up in a terrorist organization. Oh, it's he's a, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You can't, they're, they're indoctrinated. Um, so I'd want to get one on to chat and, and talk, and I've, I've even had like conversations on Facebook where they've, you know, for instance, that milk post, and I've commented, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, would you like to come on the podcast? Would you like to talk about yeah, it? Yeah, and they never do. Well, I think the, prob- it's like- the problem is it's because it's, I think a lot of people, especially a lot of like big activists that are, are vegan or at least sort of, um, sort of animal rights activists, a lot of them are quite aggressive, and mm. that they don't I like think the word right, do they? I think that everybody who's not vegan thinks that that's what we do. And I'm going to come and I'm going to hold you down and force you to watch Slaughter Ray's footage and shout at you how wrong you are. No, no, that's fine. Like I say, I've come in and I'm not anti-zoo particularly. I'm not, you know, I'm not anti-farmer. We need farmers. We just need them to farm differently. You know, we need you to farm plants and veg. Or if you're using animals for fertilizers and things, you just need to not be killing the animals and breeding them for milk and things. If you want to keep a handful of cows on your farm to use fertiliser and they're just living their life, you don't milk them, you don't take calves away, they just live in it. If you've got the room to do it and it's feasible, great. But if you've got them there purely for exploiting them for milk and for meat and for cheese, that's the bit that we're going to struggle with. Because there is plant-based fertilisers, but I appreciate if your farm is completely built around having animals... It's going to be a lot of money to swap it, but I think we need to find a way of. It needs to be like a government, countrywide and worldwide. It can't be just people doing it because the subsidies that farmers get now to make their products feasible and affordable for public, but yeah. like we pay out of our taxes. Monies go to these farmers to make their dairy affordable because it shouldn't be affordable. The amount of money and time and effort that goes into getting like a pint of milk mm. is mental. But we need to swap those subsidies from that to help farmers go plant-based, have, have incentives. You know, if you, the more plant-based that you can produce, you get higher subsidies or higher, you know, whatever it might be. There needs to be something, but the government get too much money from, and the industries get too much money already. Why would they swap? Mm. They're going to have to swap, but it's going to be hard to get them to. They're not going to want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you have to push them. This is how it always works with movements. You're told you're wrong. You're told you're stupid until you're not, and it's the norm. Yeah. It'll happen. The famous quote? This is famous quote. Is the truth goes through three stages. First first it is ridiculed, then it is violently opposed, and then it's accepted as being self-evident. Yeah. Well, this is it, because like I said at the start, every vegan thinks it's stupid until they're vegan. I thought mm. it was silly, over the top, why bother doing that? And now I can go and sit and eat a ham and cheese sandwich next to a cow except nothing was affected or died for this ham or cheese. Mm. And the cow can eat it if he fancies. Yeah, <laughs> it's all plant-based, no problem. You know. Then it'd be an happy cow. Yeah, it'd be a happy cow then. No animal has to fear being, being around you then. because when he's got a fist stuck up his arse, you know what I mean? You know, yeah. They look at you, they don't think I'm one of them. <laughs> but it's got the people who have chickens. Like, I, I know some people who keep bees and chickens and things. And they're like, would you eat the eggs though? And I'm like, I wouldn't. Mostly because I think eggs are gross. But I wouldn't necessarily have a moral problem. If you've got some chick- rescue chickens that live in the garden, you let them out, they have a good time, they go in at night safe and they produce some eggs. I don't necessarily have a moral issue. I just think it's gross. Mm, I'm know, the same, yeah. Same as like bees. If I've got some bees that are living their life and I'm, I'm looking after them, tending to them, they're doing their hive. If they've got like a massive overproduction of honey, I don't really have an issue as long as you don't take it all away. Mm. I don't have a huge issue, but like buying it is different, mm. you know. But then the problem is with those, you don't have to forcibly impregnate a chicken to get an egg. You know, the mm. industry still have a lot of shady things, but like a chicken will produce eggs. But a cow, you can't get milk without forcing them to be pregnant and taking calves away. So there, I don't see there's any ethical way to do it. But yeah, well, with the egg thing, it's like you say, you're not, you haven't got a problem with it if it's not 
on a mass cruel scale but yeah. you just find it weird how you would eat a chicken's period kind yeah, of yeah it's, it's yeah. minging yeah i think yeah it's if there's no exploitation yeah it's okay you know it doesn't hurt the chicken the chicken it isn't pregnant they're not um they're not fertile eggs if you've just got a chicken and it's laid a clutch of eggs it's not going to have any chicks from it they're not fertile she's not bothered with them they would be thrown away otherwise so i, I can understand that mm. i just wouldn't eat it because i think they're gross but mm. For a lot of people, I don't think they can see how I can think that is okay, but then going and buying eggs at safe free range from the shop isn't okay. Mm. But then equally, your chickens that live in your garden, that's free range. They get let out, they go around, they scratch, they eat, they do what they want to do. The free range ones there, they have about 10 minutes of daylight, then they're crammed back in a barn, treading on all of the dead ones. And peck each other's eyeballs. It's a bit different to yeah. you know living in your garden or on your, your farm where you've got, you've got it or wherever it is. Yeah. So this is the thing that people don't, think it's not like it's a complete blanket black or white it's not everyone has their own level you know but i think people that choose plant-based or vegan at least it's not just the diet it's not like oh, i'm not going to eat them it's i don't want to cause any harm to them mm. if i can possibly help it mm. not everything you can if i got in an accident and i needed a drug that was tested on an animal or i die it's justifiable but equally, if there's an animal chilling in a field, quite happy, am I going to run over and kick it? No, it's not justified. So why would you run and kill it mm. if you don't need to? It's, I just don't understand. No. I wouldn't do it to a person or a dog or a cat. Or, yeah. Well, this is the thing about you know, the eggs. It's, um, it is weird when you think, but obviously because it's been normalised since birth in most yeah. people's lives, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just accept that you eat this chicken's period. And people say to me, do you, do you miss eggs? I'm like, well... In a way, yes, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but mainly no, because it's all about stepping back and outside the box in it and looking at it and thinking, well, I, I don't need any other eggs. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's just say there was eggs around, I don't mm -hmm. know, different mm -hmm. animals, eggs. Yeah, and, whatever it might and, be. Yeah, and, yeah. and you'd give it someone and they'd be like, oh, I can't have that. It's a dog egg or I don't know. Yeah, what. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, well, no, but, even though the but, things, if someone came up and they're like, oh, here's a load of robin's eggs from the garden, you're going to eat them. You'd be like, oh, poor robin. And it's like, yeah, yeah but that poor chicken that's in a barn somewhere with yeah. 10,000 other chickens, that's fine. You've got to be equal across the board, haven't you? Like, you, you, yeah. And that's and, and what people if, don't like. If when they say do you miss eggs, okay, well, okay, let's pretend they didn't exist. Mm -hmm. You've just had plants all your life. Yeah. And then someone's come down with a big basket of eggs and gone. That's the chicken's period. Yeah. Do you want yeah, to fry yeah. one up and put it on toast? Yeah, scram that then. You'd be like, fuck that. I just want, I just want peanut butter sandwich. You know well, what I mean? This is the thing that it's really strange. I think in hopefully this is going to be the case. I think it will be. I think in like 30, 40, 50 years time, whenever it might be, when the majority of people are sort of plant-based or the majority of, um, that's, the, that's the sort of the option, we're going to look back on it and be like, how did we ever think that was like normal? <laughs> you know, oh, look what that's just fell out of that chicken's back end. Scram that then. Let's mix that up with some cow juice as well. It's really strange that that's the normal mindset. And I get it used to be. At one point, vegan would have been really difficult because... You know, there wouldn't have been a lot of companies around that make vegan products and, you know, the, the products wouldn't have been as higher quality. We didn't know enough about nutrition. I get that. Mm. But now there's no excuse. No. You can have every test under the sun that can be shown. The food is put to the same standards as any others. You know, we can show everything about this food to make it healthy. So now there's not really an excuse for it. You know, I appreciate some things can be expensive, some of the alternatives, but don't have them, <laughs> you know. Mm. Oh, I'm low on protein. Eat some nuts. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fine. Eat some nuts. Have some greens. You'll be you'll be you'll be fine with it. You don't need a steak from it. But that's you know, people don't think that way. Especially for men, people seem to struggle when uh, it's it's a bloke that's vegan. They always seem to think it's a effeminate thing to not want to hurt animals. But that's fine if that's what you want to think. I'm fine with that. I can, you know. There's been times before my um, before my wife was vegan. And she was still eating meat and I was vegan at the time. Um, we'd go out for, for a meal. She'd order a beef burger or, or a steak or something and I'd order whatever vegan option there was. I thought you were going to say. 99% of the time, they'd come and give me the steak. And yeah. I'm like, nah, other way around. And they always, oh, sorry. Wash, man. And I'm like, <laughs> it's minging. I don't want that. Like, yeah. She can have that. I'm not, I'm not eating it. So people, people struggle with the idea of it, especially like when you get to athletes and stuff. Yeah. You know. Some vegan athletes are like, oh, but how, how do you manage that? And it's like, have you seen the size of some of them? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's the same. When, I, when I'm in, when I'm in the um, the plant section in yeah. like Tesco or whatever, and uh, I get like funny looks from women. And, like, yeah, I'm standing yeah, there, yeah. and they're like looking, and they look at me and look back, and they're like kind of 
But it's weird though, because like if you the stereotype is like you know if you've got a little dog with you, if you're picking up this little puppy and cuddling it and that, you get people looking at me. Oh, look how sweet. Oh, you must love animals. Look how kind and gently is. And yet yeah. you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna eat this plant instead of killing a pig. They're like, oh, you mad? You're alright. Like you're a bit thin over there. And I'm like, I'm good and I'm not. Thanks. I'm fine. You know, <laughs> it's it's really strange, especially when the animals we tend to eat are like smart and and gentle. Like if mm. most people like... who eat pigs have never spent time with a pig. Yeah. I've spent. It sounds strange. I've spent quite a lot of time around pigs and chickens and cows. They're like it's like being around dogs. You know, they've all got their own personalities. They're really gentle. They love scratches in certain areas. They love, mm. you know, they've got their favourite beds and toys. Same as a dog. But people are like, ah, oh, no, we, we get bacon from that. Is that mm. I can understand if they said, I don't. hate them all. They all stink. Yeah. They're all thick. They're all ugly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, fuck it, just kill them. Do you know what I mean? But it's not the case. It's not the case, no. I mean, you think of <clears throat> some animals that people really love and try and protect, you know. Think of when people really love seeing little koalas or they love seeing kangaroos. I've worked with kangaroos. They're not that smart, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, not, I've drove through Australia, yeah. man, a few times on, a, on road trips. They're not trips dim, and, uh, but they ain't that smart. Jesus, man, they jump into the path of you rather than, the, and yeah, rather than the house. You say, like, oh, okay, yeah, this one ain't that smart. I'm going to eat it. People be like, a kangaroo? No. And yet, you know, if you say, oh, I'm just going to eat my cat, they're like, pardon? And then call the police on you. And it's like, what's... Just because it's not as smart doesn't mean its life is worth any less. If you know, if you can see a mouse on the road walking past you, you don't immediately stomp on it, do you? You'll just leave him alone. You know, you see a, a, a pigeon on the floor, you don't run up and boot it, you just leave him alone. Whereas you see a chicken, you're like, oh yeah, he's a tenner, kill that for me. It's, yeah. it's really, the mindset's really strange. But right. it's weird that I, I didn't used to think it was. Mm-hmm. I can't say I ever used to think about it, though, to be fair. Well, this is it, you, you don't, do you? Like, you don't, it don't even enter your head, it's just... It's just so normalised, isn't it? It's, that's the norm, yeah. It's, it's, so, um, what you have tea? Chicken, okay. Is that, what do you mean, okay? Like, mm-hmm. Christmas, what we're going to do every year, we're going to mass produce and cold turkeys, okay? Just just hear me out, we're going to do this. And it's fine. And then everyone goes, yeah, right then, yeah. And so that's... I don't see how people look at it and like, yeah, that's, that's fine. There's some places where you can pick your own turkey... Like there's farms you can oh, go see, a just few months before. It just gets worse and worse. Picky man. turkey. You're like, yeah, that's Dave. I'm going to eat that one. And then in a few months, they kill Dave and they're preparing for you and you come and collect it. Peace off, man. Do you know what I mean? And just... you can go and like, look after him. You can pay to go and like feed him, clean him and look after him with you. And then you kill him. And did, it's you, like... did you hear about the story a few weeks ago in California? No, no. Apparently, there's this thing where a family all taking a goat. Is it a goat or a... I don't know... I think it's a goat. I don't Someone know if it was a sheep. I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And that they take it in, and the kid has to like look after it and give it a name and mm. feed it, and I suppose just fatten it up and you know yeah, give yeah, it yeah. a bit of life before it goes away. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, they they make an attachment to it, mm. and then it goes off and gets killed. But then this girl was like, "Fuck that! Like that's Bruce, man. Like that's yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. pet now." Yeah, yeah. And she kept it, and she wouldn't let it go to slaughter. Mm-hmm. So. This was like in the outback, I don't know if they call it the outback, but somewhere yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. miles away and the police got in the car and went, drove drove miles and miles, to, like hours to get to this goat to yeah. take it off her and kill it. Why? Because they'd agreed it on some like Yeah, yeah, because you're like, oh, you can't keep that, that, that needs to die. It's like, well, and they've all got dogs at home. It's really odd that people seem to value things so differently based on whether they're your pet or not. Because I, I don't love every animal. Don't get me wrong. There's some animals I'm not a fan of. Doesn't mean I want to hurt them. You know, just leave them alone. Let them be. Leave them, you know, I'm not a huge fan of massive spiders. Would I want to squash one if I saw it? No, I want him to scuttle back wherever he's doing his thing. You know, yeah. no problem. I ain't going to stamp on him or, you know. Or some dogs. I don't like certain breeds of dog because whatever it is, they're a bit slobbery or a bit big or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't want them hurt. No, no. <laughs> and yet people are like, you know. Man. That pit, that goat, that little girl's got. Ah, it's fine. We'll eat that because it's a goat. And it's like goats. Goats are pretty smart. You Nuts, know, isn't it? and they get their own little attachments and stuff. But mate, going back onto food, ten years veggie and vegan. I can imagine you've had a variety of foods, man. Mm-hmm. For somebody who doesn't know what to eat, what would you eat on a typical day? You wake th- up, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. I think what I've done more so at the start than I did now is I tried not to change too much from what I already loved. So if I knew I loved a certain type of cereal or a certain type of breakfast food, I'd try and have that, but just the alternative. 
So like I love porridge with loads of like nuts and fruits in it. I can still have that. I just don't do it with cow's milk. You do it with plant milk. So I'd try and keep it the same. So I was almost trying to trick myself, if that makes sense. Mm. No, so I'm not so fussed. I'll try whatever you throw at me. But I tried to keep it almost so I was trying to convince myself that it was normal until I realized it was. Um, so on a morning nowadays, more than anything, depends on the time that I'm up and out if I'm at work and things. But um, most days it's peanut butter on toast, nice and easy, nice and plain. Um, coffee, got to be oat milk. All the rest, not a chance in coffee. Um, lunch, if I'm at work, we usually try and pre-make things. Um, I'm a big fan of like shredded tofu and things that you can do with some rice really quick in the microwave when you're at work. Uh, and then at night, we, we're a big fan at the minute. We're on like a big hype for like Italian food. So we mm. make lasagnas and, um, you know, carbonaras and stuff because there's some really good uh, little cheese sauces come out mm. that they're pretty new. Um, What's the best one? I think Bosch's is really good. Bosch cheese sauce. Bosch cheese sauce works really well. Nice. Um, and I think there's like a Sainsbury's own. It's, it's banging. Makes Sweet. a really good like lasagna with it. Yeah. Um, and it's just little changes like that. You can still have your lasagna, but you're just having vegan cheese sauce, vegan mince, tomato, the, all the, the, the lasagna sauce is the same. Jobs are good. Happy mm-hmm. days. You know. So I'd try and keep it the same, but I've, yeah, I've eaten a bit of everything. There's not much, like I say, there's not much I don't eat. I'm pretty, mm. I'm a bit of a dustbin really, as long as it's not got animal in it, I'm happy. Sweet like anything. Do you, do you track your protein or anything, or do you just... No, don't I probably can. should, but I, yeah. I don't. That's another one of the ones. Well, if you ain't building, you don't need to. Yeah, well, this is you it. Know, you get not. a, you know, where do you get your protein from? I'm like, I don't know, but I get it from somewhere. I'm mm. not eating any animal products, and it's I'm perfectly fine. Mm. Um, but we get quite a lot of, uh, we have quite a lot of veg in our stuff. Like most things we'll have, it's got some form of like leafy green with it. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of the alternatives of protein packed and things, but yeah, um, big fan of chickpea curries and things and stuff too now. So. Yeah. You're getting it from everywhere, really. It's hard to avoid it. You've got 10 minutes before you need to shoot out the house. You're in a rush. Right. You want to whack something together quickly in 10 minutes. What do you eat? What do you do? I'm probably going. We do like a sticky tofu stir-fry type deal. And it's literally cube tofu, a little bit of cornflour because it makes it a bit like crispier. Yeah. Stick that in the air fryer. And then we'll get a load of greens in the pan, so- soy sauce, um, and a little bit of like maple syrup. Yeah. Fry it together, sesame seeds, lob it on rice, done. And it's five or ten minutes. Beautiful. And it's pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that one. Do you fry the tofu or bake it? Fry. So you just chuck it straight in? Straight yeah. in. Corn yeah. flour and straight in the air fryer. Lovely work, man. Mm. I need to get an air fryer, man. I've heard good things. We've only got a cheap one. It does the job. Does it? Yeah, it does the job. My sister's got a big fancy ninja one that's got two sides. and Yeah. But you can bake in them and all sorts now. You don't even just fry them. You can do all sorts. Mad. So you can steam in them in the posh ones. Yeah, I'm going to have um, to get one because I need one that can do it on like a bigger scale, you know what I mean? If I start yeah, doing yeah, the big ninja ones are dishes. expensive, you know, some of the big ones. Yeah. You're looking at a good few hundred notes for them. But we've just got a little cheap one because we only use it for some stuff, but... You don't have to put oil in it or anything. So if you're doing a load of chips or something, yeah. you don't put oil on, you just dump them in, straight you go. They're yeah, it's a good way to put out the oil in it because yeah, yeah, everyone, everyone's probably guilty now of having too well, much oil. And yeah, yeah. I tried to get avocado oil and, yeah. and whatever. I'm um, a fiend for sesame oil. Oh, yeah, proper fiend stir for fry. It yeah, on everything. <laughs> right, geez, that couple of questions before we go. Yeah. How do you deal with negative comments or criticism about your vegan lifestyle? Um, I have to try and be understanding about it because I was there as well. Um, they're not doing it to be nasty. They're doing it because they don't understand and don't know. So I think you have to try and come at it with understanding. It doesn't always the case. I do lose my rag you got, sometimes. You've got good mates, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, do, I do lose my rag sometimes. But um, yeah, you have to try and be understanding about it and try and help them see why I am vegan rather than why they should be and then they kind of see why I've done it and go ah okay but yeah it's hard sometimes especially mm. online if you see people online because you can't talk to them it, you can't you're not going to win there's no <laughs> winning but you can't help but bite back at it sometimes yeah and you just can't win but at least in person you have to just try and be understanding keep your cool mm. bite your tongue a bit but have you had any shit bits yeah bits, bits. Uh, not nothing huge but definitely bits um it's more so just trying to be like playful but then it kind of gets a bit too deep after a while and they realise I'm just trying to shrug it off they kind of yeah. try and get a bit harder but I've never had anything too horrendous it's more people don't understand it Yeah, they're always like oh why are you doing that you've got a good circle man you know I've had yeah. pokes and kicks and all sorts Yeah. Uh, on, on the flip side yeah. um, what's a good what's a positive 
conversation you've had or anything good come out of it with someone who it might not it's quite like weirdly my sister because she she was veggie and sort of a devout veggie for most of her time and then when I'd gone vegan she was interested but not interested enough to do anything and we've had a good few chats about it and then she tried it for a, a week or so and now she's gone f- fully there and um one of my colleagues that I used to work with as well, um, they get, you know, like gusto boxes and stuff like that and mm. HelloFresh and stuff. Um, and then after I'd had a good few chats with her, she tried uh, the vegan box for a couple of weeks and she's vegan now. Mm. She's like, it was just as good, same price. I felt better, done. And those conversations came from like a, an empathetic point of view and it seemed to really work. So it does feel good. You do get the odd win and you feel a little boost because sometimes it can get really bleak, can't it? Shout out to Katie. Absolutely. <laughs> nah, yeah, it's, um, it's good, man. How many years you been? Has she been? Uh, she's probably coming up to like two or three now. Yeah, so yeah. I've probably, I think I've done it about four or five. Yeah, yeah, she's probably coming up to about two years now. Yeah, yeah, lovely. And we're working on her other half as well because he's been a big meaty, big meat lover, but uh, she's just cooking vegan stuff and he's like, yeah, whatever. So he's just buying less and less. We'll get there. We'll get to him. Yeah, we'll man. He'll, uh, he'll be on here, man. He'll be on the mics when he's made Absolutely the switch. get him over. <laughs> Where do you see the future going surrounding veganism and a plant-based world? I can only see it going positively. Um, at the rate at which it will go, I think we'll have to see because I think it needs to go a lot faster than it will. But it's only getting more positive. More and more people are veggie. More and more people are vegan. The options are so much better now. So it's going to get there. And pe- people love animals. That's like, every, it's rare you'll find someone who just doesn't care. People love animals. And we just need to show them that you don't have to hurt them at all if, if you, you can try, you know, or at least not on purpose. Mm-hmm. So we'll get there. It'll be positive. So I think I'd love to think in the next 10 years, dairy is going to be pretty much squashed, at least milk. Because people just don't... I fucking hope it is. People just don't bother now. Cheese is going to be a hard one for people because everybody's... That's always their thing. They're but addicting. I think milk now, people are wising up thinking it's weird. So then the next step will be cheese. Yeah. So we'll get there. It'll be, it's going. And hopefully the, the quality of these new cheeses improve, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because hit and miss, it tastes like Some plastic. of them are decent. Some of yeah. them are yeah, a bit plasticky, but I'd rather eat plasticky cheese than cow cheese. Yeah. I'd rather eat shit than cow's cheese, to be honest. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Favourite vegan book? I'm just reading my first one at the minute. Which um, one are you reading? I'm, I haven't read any, which is mad because everything's no. online, isn't it? You yeah, can, yeah, yeah. You can read anything online, but yeah, I'm reading uh, Meat is for Pussies, which Neil W gave me to uh, give it try out, man. And it's really easy to read, man. It just flows yeah. flows through the, the brain. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of, I think you know of him as well, you know Earthling Ed? Yeah. His book that's come out, This is uh, This is Vegan Propaganda. Yeah, it's it's a nice easy read. It's almost like an introduction to so some stuff. If you've been vegan for a while, you probably already will know. But the way he describes it, and he helps you with, like you said about um, interactions with people. In in it, he describes how you can go around them and how to deal with them mm. and try and get a positive one. And that's that's a really good one. That's only been out for just under a year or so now. But that's that's probably the best one I've read. I've seen it, man. Yeah, mm. I'll have to. Um, it's worth a drive. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, definitely. worth a drive. Dan, thank you, mate. That comes to the end. It's been just over an hour, so um, nice one for coming in. Yeah, no, pleasure. Thanks for having me. And it's been interesting to hear about the zoo side of it, man. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. I suppose as, as the finishing out for it, it's, it's difficult. Everyone will have their own view on it. Mine is that they're not big, horrendous, torturous industries. I think it's just the priorities of some of them aren't where they should be. So there's a lot of really good people that love animals work there. Mm. I just, I just couldn't, I just couldn't stay. Yeah, you, so, you've you've probably made it a little bit easier for me to not think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's not all what people would love you to think they are. Yeah, but they're not horrendous people. The animals are loved. They mm. are absolutely loved. And I, I was I was dreading you talking to me about it, and then I'm gonna have to fly up to Dudley Zoo tonight and start and let, letting lions out of cages. Yeah, like, you I mean. see, no, it's not that, because I, I know, especially with things like that, whenever there's a loss because an animal's old or anything like that, the keepers, are, it's like losing your dog or anything. They're, they're absolutely devastated. So mm. there's a lot of really good, hard-working people, but I just couldn't, I couldn't mm. do it anymore for, for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad I don't. Maybe it'll change in the future if the priorities change to where it'll fit. 
I'm not against it, but for the minute where I am and where they are, I, I, it had to be the end of it. But no, it, it has. It's been good. It's been it's been good to talk because it's not things that people talk about normally. So no, yeah, it's no, been it's good, good to hear your point, mate. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, man, I'll catch you soon then, Dan. And thanks again. No, perfect. Happy days. Lovely work, mate. Have a lovely day. You too.